0: It's raw, it's real, it's Unkempt, a podcast for founders, investors and entrepreneurs hosted by me, Queensland's Chief Entrepreneur, Leanne Kemp. And as the founder and ceo of everledger i know what it takes to start scale up and run successful global companies and in this series i'll tap into an extensive network of experts to spotlight startup success stories and provide practical tips and advice for entrepreneurs and small business and this week i talk to susan wieldin airbnb's country manager for australia and new zealand and I'll explain what going from shareholder to stakeholder value means in three short minutes. That's leanne explaining in its finest. Susan Wilden leads Airbnb Australia in New Zealand with a focus on ensuring the company is sustainably growing tourism for the benefit of local communities across nations. Airbnb has one of the most incredible foundational stories from air mattresses in a living room in San Francisco, which began a startup that now is led to a billion-dollar company operating around the world. Susan, you have had a stellar career from Virgin Atlantics to Groupon to Google, and now here we are, Airbnb. Tell
1: us, how did you come to where you are now? Uh, Thank you for the very flattering introduction. Uh, Funnily enough, I actually think because I was raised in regional Queensland, so I was born in Charleville, my love of travel was because I didn't really get to see much outside of where I was. So for me, uh, my journey uh, and career has always been about getting out, exploring the world. And as I've done more of that, what I've really loved is being at places where you're at the cutting edge of an industry or technology. And I've been really fortunate, as you said, to work in some amazing companies from well-established blue chips through to uh, startup organizations like Groupon. But I think one of the things that really led me to Airbnb was the formation of both an organization that's got huge potential, but also an organization that is genuinely and meaningfully trying to make the world a place where everyone can belong. And what I really liked about that was, the fact that um, every person in their own home now had a way that they could drive their own economic empowerment. Uh, and I actually think that was it's such a powerful, um, such a powerful story from from Airbnb. And then when I met uh, the people within the organization, they truly were focused on actually delivering that. And, and you could feel that running through the veins of everyone in the organization. So uh, I feel very blessed to, to be here uh, and working with them. Every year I get to venture
0: from the sand to the snow as one of the co-chairs for the World Economic Forum, particularly around advanced manufacturing and circular economy. I attended Davos this year where Klaus Schwabs, the chairman, clearly visioned a very different world in this new decade. And fast following, in January 2020, Airbnb released an open letter about building a 21st century company. It was released under Brian Chesky's name, incredible founder and CEO. And he said in the letter, it's clear that our responsibility isn't just to our employees, our shareholders, or even to our community. It's also to the next generation. Companies have a responsibility to improve society, and the problems Airbnb can have a role in solving are so vast that we need to operate on a longer time horizon. It was a hugely powerful statement that came out of the work in Davos, and of course, yet again airbnb being the first to make such a definitive statement and a manifesto around it tell us what does it mean in real terms and how you roll that out as a company and also what's it
1: like being on the inside of this change Hmm. I think similar to what you, you've alluded to, the idea that uh, you don't think like a finite company that's purely focused on, you know, short-term returns, quarterly earnings, being competitors, driving revenue. Uh, I think most people would understand that that's actually not the best way of running a, an organization or B, um, for, for long-term longevity of, of an, of an economy. I think being on the inside, you, First and foremost, you notice that everyone in Airbnb truly believes that vision and mission. So our view and concept of that 21st century company is about thinking long term and serving multiple stakeholders. And those stakeholders, um, we're quite clearly mapped out as including the the broader community, uh, both guests and hosts, employees and our shareholders, so it's far more than just being our company. It's about all of the people who use our platform and all of the communities that they sit within. Um, so it means that it's not just an abstract concept. So what that looks like day to day is when we are making decisions about uh, strategies for the business, we actually make sure that we consider each one of those stakeholder groups to make sure that this decision is one that we would be proud to stand behind for that group as well. So, you know, it does take, um, it it is a bit of an unusual way of of thinking, but it makes sure that we're always focused on that broader picture. So things like we want to make sure that we treat our hosts as partners and that we enable the creation of millions of those micro entrepreneurs. We want to strengthen the community that we serve and we want to diversify the types of communities, uh, the guests visit as well. And again, to make sure that everyone can feel like they belong anywhere and we also want to make sure we're prioritising the safety of the community and, and guests as well. So there are really measurable things that, that we can do, and I think we'll see as time progresses that it actually makes a fundamental difference to not just how that company is perceived by the public and by the community, but I also think it'll have a positive impact for the bottom line as well.
0: We see it so many times, Susan, in the world of startups. there's often a loop around. An idea, of course, is given birth to a startup and scale up, IPO, merger, sell for some astronomical book price. But in the open letter that was written, it's really about a change from stakeholder to shareholder. And to me, this is a part of a bigger shift that began in 2020. Um, Companies like Microsoft saying they wouldn't just be carbon neutral, they'd be carbon negative. I have often championed here that we should really start thinking about changing the name of Queensland to Queensland.
1: How do you see this change? Uh, Certainly. And I think, you know, it's great to see other companies stepping up and and taking that stand as well. I mean, from our perspective, we definitely believe companies can't see themselves as separate from the communities in which they operate. Uh, So the more that the business world can get behind and, and work in that mindset, I think that's really encouraging. So we, in I think January 2018, publicly declared that we wanted to be um, the first of the true 21st century companies. And we've obviously maintained and taking strides towards delivering on that and being a leader in that space and helping the broader business community also to, to make that shift. Um, not only is obviously it's the right thing to do to head in that direction, but many businesses will also find that consumers are far, far more ethically conscious than they have ever been before. And they really do stop and think about what they're consuming, you know, things like how it came to be, what's the impact of the process. And that's a good thing. And I think that's only going to continue. So if that prompts more companies to stop and reflect on how they can operate more sustainably because that delivers them better business outcomes, that's a win for for everyone. Uh, you know, I would love to see that more companies adopt that 21st century company mindset. It's inherently you know, the right thing to do. Um, and I think business leaders are more and more starting to acknowledge that they are a part of the community in which they served. Um, funny that you, you mentioned the carbon footprints earlier. One of the principles we've adopted as part of this stakeholder focus is that we do want to set a new standard for sustainable travel. So ensuring that our operations can continue to be um, as sustainable as as it can be is critically important but obviously that's just one part of it we're also really committed to strengthening the communities that we serve and some places like queensland you know it means actively finding ways that we can encourage our guests to get beyond the sunshine coast the gold coast and brisbane and head out to places like the Charles bulls and the long reaches and you know really spread the benefits of tourism uh, to places that have traditionally missed out And we really want to make sure that with all of that, we work collaboratively with governments to make sure that we're finding ways to maximise that economic benefits. And that's just not in the accommodation piece. That also has a flow on effect to tourism jobs, local cafes and restaurants and the broader economic piece as well. And I think we know that the benefit now, uh, after years of operating globally, we've actually gained such a lot of valuable insights about, how governments can help to further unlock their region's economic potential.
0: You know, from blue skies to green skies, as you so very well eloquently put it, COVID has obviously had a huge impact on the world and on a lot of operational businesses, particularly Airbnb in this conversation. The grass is greener on the other side of the fence. I was so enlightened by how you were offering accommodation to health workers so they could isolate from their families in the midst of the pandemic. To working with authorities to help ensure community remains safe and isolated. Look it's been a tumultuous time and I can only imagine what it would have been like on the inside of Airbnb. Um, you've had to make some pretty tough decisions and really those open letters that have become nearly the hallmark or the trademark of incredible leadership from Brian Chesky. Give us a little bit of insight into Um, parts of how you've changed or how Airbnb has operated uh, through the pandemic and now looking directly into the future?
1: I mean, there's no question. It's definitely been a really challenging time for everyone. And I don't think there's an organisation in this country that hasn't obviously had to adjust their plans for this year. What I did notice is, uh, you know, Airbnb is a company that's no stranger to to change and to adversity, and especially given that it was founded during the GFC and so I think ingrained is our, in our culture is a genuine understanding of the fact that things just don't remain static. Um, now, COVID, obviously I, I think, took everyone by surprise. Uh, but what we also wanted to make sure of is whilst we were wanting to make sure we could set our business up in all of the communities who, sit, who, who rely on our business as well, to your point on frontline stays, we also wanted to make sure that we were helping out in light of the crisis as well. So I'm really proud of the fact that the team can come together and and run those type of programs in in really tricky situations. Uh, And I think that's partly because we also want to make sure, again, that we're really supporting the wider community and the government as well as hosts and guests so that public health and safety is something that, you know, we have really focused on. And then as we now come, hopefully, Melbourne aside, as we hopefully come out of um, COVID, we also want to make sure that we're there for those communities, especially places like regional Queensland, that we can help in that economic recovery and places where there isn't a lot of traditional tourism accommodation. So Airbnb hosts and guests can really play a big role in creating and supporting tourism for those towns. And places like Cairns would be a great example of where, you know, they've been doing it tough there as well. So we're really focused on how as a company we can use that platform to make sure that we're helping to drive economic recovery outside of the usual kind of tourism hotspots in cities as well. One change is that interstate travel is obviously super important right now in the recovery process. So we've had to pivot and be agile and focus on encouraging people to get out and see their own backyard and support communities like those in regional Queensland who could really use that boost. And We've seen incredibly positive signs uh, of that. Um, And I think Queensland is incredibly blessed that it has such a phenomenal backyard to get out and explore as well. I think one other thing that's worth noting during the pandemic is in April, we actually built out our new online experiences product. And that's a classic example of how agile we're able to make a change in our operation that's really well aligned with our mission of ensuring that everyone can belong anywhere. So that proved incredibly popular for guests who've embraced it in a way that really demonstrates it's not just resonating because of isolation and lockdown people genuinely like it so you can make mexican street tacos with a pro chef you can meditate with sheep in the uk you can chat to a shark scientist in south africa you know you can learn to make sangria with drag queens in portugal Um, and we had more than twenty thousand seats booked in the first two weeks alone and our guests are telling us that they absolutely love being able to be entertained Experience other cultures and lifestyles and learn something new. So, you know, again, a great example of how during a challenging time, Airbnb and the, and the great team that I'm blessed to work with are able to continue to pivot and, and move forward. Susan, it's clear that everyone is talking about unprecedented and new normals, but
0: it's very clear that the base operating principles of companies like Airbnb and some of our greatest entrepreneurs, founders, and startups have really been operating in an environment with the baseline social contracts and principles of stakeholder value for quite some time. And the enlightening moment to me in this conversation is maybe what's happened is we've just accelerated what was a future event right forward into today and nearly brought the entire world along with how we can do things better with a consumer consciousness at its heart. But my final question, Susan, I'm hopeful that we have our interstate borders open sometime soon so my big question for you is
1: where's your next holiday? Oh this one is a no-brainer for me Uh, my family are all still in Queensland and we always get together on the Gold Coast Uh, several times a year and I, I missed being able to get up there for Easter and so I would have to say Gold Coast is on top of my hit list so I'm also keeping my fingers crossed for when it is safe to do so those borders reopening and getting back to my Uh, winter, summer, as I call it, in Queensland. Well, the
0: Premier said it so well. Queensland, we're good to go, and we know that you'll be on the Gold Coast sometime soon, Susan. Here we are, Queensland, beautiful one day, perfect the next, and let's hope that the future is brighter than it seemed yesterday because we're transforming from Queensland to Queensland with the support of airbnb and its incredible stakeholder manifesto thanks susan it's great to have you on unkempt
1: thanks leanne appreciate it
0: and now it's time for me to leanne-splain you this week I look at the difference between shareholder and stakeholder value and why the global shift towards stakeholder value might be a winner, winner, chicken dinner for 2020 and beyond. So here's a thought. If a company does not deliver superior value to its customers and measurable benefit to its broader group of stakeholders, it is certainly not to deliver superior value to its shareholders over time. Look, there's a fundamental shift in our social contract with each other governments, corporates, youth, and even the society at large. It's time to redefine the role of business, especially now, as so many of our large corporations are perceived by an increasingly sceptical public eye. Shareholder value is no longer the primary objective of corporations. Investing employees, protecting the environment, delivering value to customers, dealing ethically with suppliers and supporting outside communities are now key priorities of this new decade. Look, let's be real, the old notion that the role of corporations is to maximise profits at all costs, this philosophy has held swagger and sway on Wall Street, NASDAQ and even our very own ASX. This has been the doctrine of the boardroom bible for 50 years. When Gordon Gekko in that famous movie declared, greed is good on Wall Street, he was influenced by a guy called Milton Friedman and his doctrine around the role of business to have responsibility to increase profits. In the drive to make more money, companies would slash jobs, encourage the creation of unicorns, burn the midnight oil with unsustainable work practices and dig up the planet for profits. Well, guess what? Friedman and his doctrines they died last decade and even Gordon Gecko in the sequel to Wall Street was circumspect in his greed thanks to a wave of new investors entrepreneurs and even activists there is now a collective push for these companies and practices to stop so here we are 2020 it's a momentous year for change and a decade for action Look, it could be a pivotal year in human history, turning the tide on major societal, economic and environmental issues of our time. With the ratification of the SDGs, yep, the Sustainable Development Goals, the way we do business has the potential to fundamentally shift. There's a new demand for assessment and accountability, which could drive real change across the business community, governments, and even the corner shop owner right here in regional and rural Queensland, with a sense check against the impact on society. It's time, therefore, the boards, CEOs, and entrepreneurs step up and seize the moment. The sooner you level up your company, declare a stakeholder manifesto, the more you and your shareholders stand to gain. The time now is to act. Act on behalf of the system as a whole. Yes, it includes shareholders and beneficiaries, but ensure that we insist long-term value needs to become the governing principle for all companies in every one of our portfolios. The reality is that shareholder value and those principles has not failed management. Rather, it is management that has betrayed the principle, hence why stakeholder value is now the new normal. It's not hard. Google the answers if you have to, phone a friend even or buy a vow because it's time that we turn the profit and loss statement from a P&L to a PLI, a profit, loss and impact. Unkempt. It's hosted by me, Leanne Kemp, and produced by the Office of Queensland Chief Entrepreneur and our Mike and mates at the content division. Hey, you like what you hear? Well, head over to your podcast platform of choice and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. For more tips, why don't you visit chiefentrepreneur.qld.gov.au. Thanks for listening.